Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Jark Entertainment Podcast. I'm your host, Armand. And I'm your other co-host, Cameron. And today's episode will be all about electric vehicles, how they look now, how they used to look, and what the future looks like. Not even only how they look, but overall... What I meant, the, I meant uh, as, Yeah, I meant as in like how things are looking. Internal, yeah. external, the, the, culture, the cultural shift behind... Um, the switch that people are starting to make to electric vehicles from gas-powered vehicles, the environmental aspect, the aesthetic aspect. We're going to cover everything, right, Cameron? Yeah. So for starters, uh, I want to get your opinion on it, Armand. Sure. What What do you think and what do you like electric cars? Well, I mean, I like the concept behind electric cars. I like working to improve our technology so that we can conserve the environment and maybe burn less fuel and be more effective. I don't like them aesthetically right now. I don't like like the biggest name in the, in the brand electric vehicle brand Tesla. I'm not a big fan of how they look. How come? I don't know. I just, I don't like the look. Have you, have you seen the cyber truck? I have. Uh, it's terrible. The worst one it, aesthetically, if, in my opinion, if you guys don't know what the cyber truck is, you should search it out right now. It made headlines a few months ago. It's this next level truck. It made headlines because um, he threw a brick at it to show that the glass doesn't break and the glass broke. But that's why that's why it made headlines. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you don't like them aesthetically, but no. in terms of performance, have you sat in one and like... No, I haven't. No. Have you? I, ha- I have. Yeah, I did once and it was insane. I loved it. Really? You know, the torque and uh, that, that speed of pickup, it's uncomparable oh wow which uh which electrical vehicle did you sit in what car the tesla model s oh oh, yeah pretty good the the first one from tesla how did it drive was it like i didn't drive at the time like it was a few years ago how how did it like was it smooth when you were like it was shotgun did you have shotgun? It, I was sitting actually in the back. My oh. dad was sitting shotgun. Mm-hmm. But um it was it was really good. And but something was missing. And I know that like that vroom, you know? Yeah. We missed I missed that, but mm-hmm. the 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 pickup made up for it, I think. Yeah. We'll get a little more into um sound in particular uh, further on when we talk about internals and whatnot. But first I wanted to ask you, um, tell us a bit about the past of evs when did they start when is this shift really began okay so a lot of people don't know this but evs really took like really started in 1996 uh by general motors they introduced uh the first electric uh electric car called the ev1 and uh it was it was a great success people were buying it a lot but there was a huge scandal with uh, gas and oil companies and they uh they basically made gm uh shut it down shut down production and uh take all the cars back and buy them all back and destroy them not only like like take them back but actually like destroy them shred Mm -hmm. them yeah so and uh continue continue it it was a very very controversial thing at the time because people thought of this as the future which we look at it now 20 mm-hmm. years later and it is the future yeah what was the um what was the reason for the the callback why did the oil and gas come had they signed a contract with gm that like was like you can they, only sell gas powered cars or like what was the reason 
No, but um, it basically, gas and oil con- companies control the world. Whether we like it or not, they really control the world. Mm-hmm. And um, as a result, uh, GM was pressured. They were pressured into, into destroying. Into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it's interesting now because you see that that revitalization of what GM started back then. Why do you think it's been much more widespread now? Why didn't the oil and gas companies try to crush it now as well? What do you think changed? I think it's because there uh, there has been such a shift in the market. Consumers mm-hmm. really look at and study more when purchasing something, especially a car. Yeah. Um, cars have evolved tremendously, really. You look at the cars from 30 years ago and you see a much different design. Yeah. And uh, even like its combustion engine has changed. We have better turbo systems. We have better naturally aspirated engines overall. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a huge fact that the consumers have driven it to change. Yeah. So it's consumer driven this time. It's yeah. It's a cultural thing when you see like, yeah. people are more on board and it's more of a household conversation now than it was 20, 30 years ago. Right. Yeah, for sure. And you have to look at how influential, um, whether we like it or not, how influential someone like Elon Musk and his company Tesla was in starting that shift, right? Right. And I think Elon Musk is a great uh, engineer um, and he has some great ideas. Mm-hmm. Tesla has been one of them. And we also did an episode on space and we talked a little bit about uh, SpaceX, I think. So if you missed that, go check it out. Um, but in terms of electric vehicles, Elon Musk has, uh, has really started the, the movement back up with Tesla Mm -hmm. and we see it, it's, uh, actually made headlines just this week saying that, uh, he wants to reopen the, the factory in California and that if they're going to shut him down and arrest anyone, uh, he said he came forward and he said that they should only arrest him. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that in the news. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at um Tesla is the big name, right? But now as it's becoming more mainstream, you see all sorts of other car companies trying to get their foot in as well. What are some of the uh the competition? What's some of the competition for Tesla right now? So their Tesla is really dominating because they uh they invested so much money in it. They were actually mm-hmm. losing money they, in the They start. were dominating. I don't think it's so much to them anymore. There's a lot more now right like it's, it's definitely more even than it was five years ago for yeah i agree but if you look at tesla right now it's like the apple of cars uh it's in that prestige of cars it's, no of electric cars yeah of of ele- yeah that's what i meant sorry of yeah. electric cars that was if you I was look gonna at say that's other- a that's a bit of a reach yeah, yeah. If you look at like all the EVs in the mm-hmm. in the market, yeah, you think of maybe the Nissan Leaf, right? Yeah. Um, BMW has an i3, I think. I know a uh, Ford. That... Ford is dropping an electric Mustang. Yeah, right? so we have that? a lot of controversy about that. No, I think that's that's, that's coming, coming up, right? soon. Uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a Mustang SUV. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, there's uh porsche isn't there's porsche, the next 911 model is going to be uh, electric one of the next one of their you next models not the whole no they're experimenting yeah. with it yeah um we see electric in in 
electricity in a common theme uh, nowadays in cars. I'm not talking about the the electrical components. I'm talking about a dual hybrid. So yeah. um, you look at the BMW i8 series. It's mm-hmm. a, it's one of it's considered kind of a supercar. Yeah. It has both an electric motor and a gasoline engine. Yeah. Um, and together they use the electricity to uh, to boost up the the torque and the pickup speed while the gas engine takes over at higher speeds to maintain it better. Mm-hmm. And hybrids really were that first step, right? Into normalizing a full electric vehicle. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. I just I just forgot. You know what comes to mind when you say EV as well? What? Take a guess. EV? A Toyota Prius. That does we not, can't forget that does about not that. come to mind when I say EV. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing that comes to mind. Well, the Prius is one of the most controversial cars ever made, I think. Because whoever you ask about the Toyota Prius, they either love it or they hate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I personally I'm more on the uh the disliking yeah, me side. Too. Me too. And the, the design is uh it's a, yeah, it, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's an, it's an interesting I'd design. Say. Yeah, it, it's um it's a hybrid, right? It it I think it's both a hybrid and you can get a fully electric model really? of it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, and it's one of the more affordable in the electric vehicle, mm-hmm. you know, range. Yeah. Um. So you see a lot of environmentalists driving that car. Yeah. And because uh, they don't they don't care too much about the aesthetics of it, rather than um how much money they save through without ga- paying for gas and mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hybrids have definitely they were the trail trailblazers. Sorry, in uh, establishing that culture of oh, we can have electric cars too. Would for, you for Would sure. you drive an electric Porsche? Um, and this kind of shifts see, when, this kind of shifts the conversation away from how like effective they are in like environmental preservation to like personal opinion. Would you drive an electric yeah. Porsche? So my personal opinion when it comes to EVs is that I'm not buying it to save the environment. I am not an environmentalist by any means. Everyone can come at me right now. But um, I think cars are a very small contribution to pollution. Uh, Main factors being airplanes, uh, coal coal plants, and like electricity uh, making places. I don't know what you call them. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I agree to an extent. And that when you buy a car, you're really looking at, you're either on the side that you're looking at it as a tool to get you from point A to point B, or you're more into the performance aspect, and you also need it for that that traveling component, but you also care about the performance, right? Yeah, I think that I somewhat agree with you, but like, yeah, an individual car isn't too much of a contributor to air pollution, but when you look at how many cars like let's take uh the commute from say uh vaughn in the toronto area to downtown toronto toronto every day right because the uh, mm-hmm. like the 407 let's say the 407 or the 401 how many cars go downtown and come back every day right it's not about the individual it's about how many cars are on the roads every day when you add As those numbers up it's it's astounding i think it's a lot it's a lot higher than you'd think it is, but I think a huge con- 
contributor to it is the fact that there's a lot of traffic right now now that our streets are empty you can breeze to toronto from richmond hill in about 30 minutes well yeah but no one's going anywhere right now because we're in the middle of a pandemic right right but if you look at how much the the you know when a car is sitting idle in traffic it's obviously burning a lot more fuel I think that we just need to focus on reducing traffic. That way we're more efficient. But how would you suggest we uh, reduce traffic? Well, that's a different conversation. Let's stick with EVs for today. But it goes back to what we're saying, though. You can't... It's not practical to say, let's just reduce traffic, right? As population grows and the city gets more crowded, the traffic's only going to get worse, right? It's not a matter of just, oh, let's build more roads, like they now I don't do think that. I don't think that people are going to be driving to the city as much after this, and we covered a little bit yeah, about and this. That, in yeah, the uh, the business and economics episode. Yeah. of COVID, but <clears throat> I think that not as many people will be going to offices mm-hmm. uh, in the near future, and that our roads will be a lot emptier than they were before. Yeah, and that's uh, that's another side of the argument to look at. Definitely. But still, the amount of cars that are bought and sold every year and driven every day is a big contributor to air pollution. Fair. Um, so back to the uh, the idea of my, would, my would opinion. You buy, would you buy an electric Mustang or an electric Porsche or even an electric uh, Golf, a Volkswagen Golf? So a vo- I drive a, vo- a Volkswagen Golf at the moment. That's why you pointed yeah, sorry, that, that out. Yeah, that sounded right? real. That was really specific for people who don't know. <laughs> Tar- targeting me in specific. Yeah. Um, I love the Golf, and I think that uh, it's a great car. And electric-wise, for sure, I'd buy it. Yeah. Um, the the performance on it would be even better than it is right now. Really? Um, yeah, because what? the car itself is very light. Oh, and if yeah. you put an electric motor in there, then mm-hmm. even um, lighter that that flies. Mm-hmm. It yeah. it really does fly, and th- that's what they're doing. Every car manufacturer is making an electric car. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't right now think of one that has said uh, we're completely disregarding the market. Oh yeah, for sure. In terms of supercars, I wouldn't buy an electric supercar. Uh, per se, like a Lamborghini that's electric mm-hmm. or a Ferrari that's electric, yeah. Because I, I I care about that sound of the engine, like mm-hmm. that vroom factor, yeah. Um, that I was saying earlier, I really really enjoy it, yeah. And um, it it contributes to the exhilaration that you get when picking off. And I think, um, not to come at myself, but I think that it's kind of a little roar. Uh, you know how all the like animals yeah. have a roar. It's like, uh-huh. listen to my car, listen to my roar. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. It's kind of yeah. It adds to the the flex, basically. Yeah, the uh, flex. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at like Tesla and their new Roadster concept. Have you seen it? I've seen the concept. Yeah, and I think that is a stunning car, and it is like its specs are insane. Like mm-hmm. in two point yeah. five seconds, it gets from zero to one hundred kilometers an hour. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So it, you're, what you're saying is that, yeah, like that car doesn't even need the roar of like the engine to flex. Yeah. It just, everything else speaks for it. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Like, would you buy like, yeah, no, I guess that's fair. And what if in the low, sorry, you continue. I was going to say, what if they like 
had like modifiers that gave you that sound. You know what I mean? Is that a thing? I'm pretty sure I, I read something it, about it Tesla is a thing. doing that. Tesla has that, it's, right? It is a thing that you can put speakers on the outside of your car and integrate it so that it makes a, a vroom sound. Tesla has those, right? Am I wrong? Tell stuff. me if I'm wrong, but I think Tesla No, has Tesla that. does not have that as a stock option. That completely obliterates their entire no, like, but... lineup. It's like, here's an electric car, but we're going to sound like it burns gas. I swear, I remember <laughs> like a Elon Musk tweet, and he was like, you guys can like add this to it now. I, I remember this for some reason, but probably not. That would be a joke. Um, back to um, the environmental perspective of it. Mm-hmm. You're not buying a supercar yeah. to be environmentally friendly friendly. yeah yeah obviously not if you're at the point where you're buying a supercar you're not really thinking about the environment very much you know so that's that's basically where i stand on the electric uh electric vehicle but i do believe that they are the future but they along with everything else they have their problems right yeah um one of the biggest issues is the battery Oh, yeah, battery life. But that's getting better every year, too, right? Yeah, but <clears throat> right now, I think we're we're at a, a standstill with uh, battery holding technology. Mm-hmm. Like electric cars, you see them using the same battery that's inside your cell phone. It's called the lithium-ion battery. Yeah. And what happens is over time, after you continuously charge this, you probably noticed yourself, your phone battery degrades over time right yeah. it can't hold the same amount of uh, power that it did in day one so the cars and do that as well the cars do that as well mm-hmm. now i know for tesla they have a warranty period of 10 years for their battery really? saying that it'll perform at like 90 percent for that entire 10 years uh if not they replace it the battery or the car the battery the oh, battery man the battery. why would they replace the car it's just the battery that's the issue i don't know it's Tesla. And, um, they do all sorts of wacky stuff. <laughs> and the batteries itself, I think, are a big environmental problem. Really? Uh, we're we're working on how to uh, recycle these batteries, right? But are they being part of environmental right now? club, uh, I don't know. You're part of environmental club. You should you should know this stuff. I don't know about lithium ion batteries. They non recyclable. What, how do they dispose of those when the car is like, say a Tesla's totaled? How do they dispose of the uh, the ion battery? Uh, honestly, I am not sure. We'd have to we'd have to look oh. it up and talk about it later. So it's not recyclable, right? I'm sure the battery itself can be stripped for minerals and and different parts, mm-hmm. but in terms of like the the liquid gooey stuff that's inside of it, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what happens to that. The toxic waste. The to- the to- the liquid gooey stuff is why. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a huge issue that we got to overcome. And we really got to think of something fast because yeah. these batteries are piling up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. So moving on to, um, let's say, affordability, right? Mm-hmm. Pricing for electric vehicles in the past has always been a little bit higher than certain regular vehicles, gas-powered vehicles. And that's because of, obviously, because they're new, right? New technology. Uh, it's like Paying a, a premium for it. Yeah. Um, do you see those prices getting lower than gas-powered cars in the near future, or do you think it'll take more time? It's hard to say, really. Um, but I think that 
something that's going to happen is that we're going to be getting a lot cheaper cars. Yeah. And as a result, we'll be paying for software updates, believe it or not. Software updates. I think that's the future. So what Tesla is doing is that they provide software updates uh, because of automated driving and uh, like it gives you new features for the car, just like a phone. And those cost you, know, you get an up. What? Those no, cost- those are free. Okay. But I think the model is going to change uh, within the next maybe fifty years. Fifty yeah. is a long time, but I'm giving a while. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that you're going to start for electric cars. You're going to have to start paying for updates. So cheaper and- base car, and then you pay for the updates. Yeah. Oh. And those updates give you performance boosts as well. Keep really? that in mind. How would that yeah. work? So, so there, there's the computer system. I'm not an engineer of any sort, but I know that inside a Tesla, you know, it's inside any car, the car is usually limited to a certain speed, right? Yeah. Electronically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, I think it's called an ECU. I'm not sure what it stands for, but... When people refer to tuning your car, mm-hmm. a lot of the time you can get an ECU tune, right? Yeah. And what that does is it removes like a limiter. Um, and the limiter is basically there to protect your engine from, you know, not from exploding, but from over overpowering and overexertion. Okay. Exactly. Wait, and it also... Keep... Okay, no, keep going. Sorry. Uh, I don't it, wanna... also ke- it also keeps it at um at its most its best performance in terms of lifespan yeah so in terms of the future i think that we're going to be paying for software updates okay wait wait a second so what you're saying is we're going to be basically paying to make our cars go faster in the future yeah we're going to be paying for basically the car dlcs yeah future i uh, wow that that would be bad i don't like that I do not at like at the that. moment you don't like it, but it's the it's the easiest way to reduce waste while both giving people what they want, right? Which is faster and and like better. Yeah, but you have to pay to make your car faster. I don't. I don't. That doesn't sit right with me. I well, right now, if you I'm look at right now, but like that doesn't sit right with me. Paying to make your car go faster or paying for what? Like, you know what I mean? That doesn't sit right with me. <clears throat> Because like, because well, like, what repercussions does that have, right? When when you offer, let's say, a, a ten thousand dollar electric car, right, to someone who mm-hmm. can barely afford the base model, and then someone who's rich, right, and they mm-hmm. can tune that car and they can keep paying for those updates and they can make it go faster and faster and faster. Doesn't isn't that dangerous to an extent? I'm not saying that the updates will give you unlimited speed. Of course, you're limited to the actual like physical body of it Mm -hmm. right and i think there will always be multiple tiers but i think that for the most part um everything is going to become shifting to paying for updates you you look at microsoft and microsoft windows right to get the newest version of windows you need a license and you got to pay for that license yeah but what you were saying is that you it'll be limited to the body of the car but like looking in the news a couple of days ago, uh, the pol- the police in Ontario arrested a nineteen year old for going three hundred and eight kilometers an hour on the highway in a modified Mercedes Benz. Yeah, of course, capable of doing that, but he tuned it to enable right. like 
to open up that gate to allow it. The car is capable of going, I'm sure, even faster than 300 if it's tuned, right? Mm, I think it tops out somewhere near there. Um, that's and incredibly dangerous. If, if it is incredibly dangerous. The opportunity, if that's possible, then who knows what the limits are going to be, right? That, that's what I'm it's trying a, It's it's I, I don't really see where you're coming from because right now you can buy a supercar and it can go faster than your average car, but you don't see people driving it that fast. Yeah, but that the price is, the, the price is fixed. I don't like the the fact that you can like pay for it in like update form. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's where I think the future is is holding. Mm-hmm. What what do you think? I think we'll follow the same model we have right now. I think things will mm-hmm. stay pretty much the same because consumers are so used to things being the way they are, right? It's difficult to make change when people are used to the same thing for decades and centuries right yeah i see cheaper cars in the future as the technology becomes more available and more commonplace but i don't i don't see it being as like you pay for updates Mm -hmm. maybe you're probably right but like i i'm just so used to this that i don't see like an alternative you don't is it more that you don't see it or you don't want it because i I think there's a huge yeah both i don't see mm-hmm. it happening in the way that the the vehicle market is like established right now and i don't want it to happen either right um but in terms of competition this is where everything ha- everything takes a turn because with that with my my philosophy of what's going to happen in the future or my prediction i rather say um i think that the competition will have to make sure to make a better product and yeah. provide uh, an edge. And that's where my uh, my prediction falls short, I think. If there's so many competitors right now, yeah. um, how to make sure that the person gets the best product and you win that person over. Because a car, it's not something you update yearly or yeah. even every two years. It's a, it's a pretty permanent or at least semi-permanent purchase. Last you year. you hold on to a car for years. five years or more, right? Yeah. We we have um, a car in in our family. We've had it since two thousand and seven, two thousand and six. So you're almost fifteen you're, years. Yeah, you're you're approaching that fifteen year mark. Yeah, and um, it costs money to preserve it, but costs you know, buying a new car, financing a new car, right? Depending on the vehicle, of course. Some vehicles are more prone to needing repairs or maintenance, and some aren't, right? For sure. The, the vehicle I have is a bit uh, infamous for needing repairs, but it, it's been pretty good so far. Well, what vehicle do you have? I don't want to expose the... <laughs> uh, well, um, well, I know a lot of German cars have... Uh, it, it, is a German, it is a German car. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um so looking looking back sorry going back a bit on what you're you were saying about the uh, the pay like for updates thing because i was thinking about as we were like continuing on it it could be good too it i see the benefit to like saying like how a a younger like person might want to pay to make their car like go a bit faster or like the exhaust to be like louder you know what i mean but like a family we're talking about electric cars armand there's no exhaust so what do you mean about making it louder hey i'm just looking at like i'm using like current cars we have as an example paying for like like a performance upgrade and okay fine make it go faster or um you know what i mean 
right? Yeah. So even like current cars right now, if they switched to that, how they want a speed upgrade, but like a family of five would might be fine with just like a lower, like the lower speed cap. Right, but not like individuals. We're not only looking at speed cap. We're looking at autonomous driving. We're looking at new car capabilities that we 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 can't even think of right now. We'll use speed as an example. So I was talking in relation to speed. Autonomous I, driving, I, I think, will be a feature in every vehicle soon, regardless but, of what you pay for an upgrade or not. I I disagree. I don't think that every vehicle will be capable of autonomous driving. Um, it just costs way too much. Uh, to implement that technology and when having that technology it is a very huge it's huge in terms of risk factor uh do you do you it costs a lot right now it costs a lot right now because when something is new and just being implemented it always costs a lot and when you look back in history it's like that as well newer products newer technologies always cost a lot more in the first 5 10 15 20 even 50 years of their life as they become more commonplace and more developed, it becomes much cheaper. I think we'll get to a point where it is almost impossible to find any faults in the technology for autonomous driving. I think it's definitely in the future. Well, do you not enjoy driving? I do. But I'm, I don't think our generation will be the generation of autonomous driving. Like me and you, I don't think it'll be ours. Mm-hmm. Might it be our kids? Maybe. Would it be their kids? Maybe. But I don't think it'll be ours. I think we're still a generation that's raised to look forward to turning 16 so they can take their G1 and then practicing all year so they can take their G2, you know? Yeah, because I I love driving. Our generation will still be driving when they're 30, 40. Maybe our kids might look into more of a autonomous driving, like, oh, I want a car that drives itself. But it all depends on, like, how commonplace it is when they're born, when they grow up, right? It doesn't exist yeah. right now for us, even for our parents. So, like, we can't relate to it, right? Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, our generation is definitely going to be driving. I think, like, that excitement of, like, oh, my, my driving test is coming up. Or, like, I have to study. You know what I mean? It's it's a I, landmark. I, it's a life landmark. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um. Like, here in Canada, like, everyone, the 16th birthday is like, oh, you're, you can get your driver's license. You can get your G1. You can get your learner's permit. That's like the big thing. That's the accomplishment, right? 13 is your teenager officially. 16 is your driving permit. And then 18 is you're an adult. Yeah. Um, so here's my question. With autonomous driving, you know, if all cars drove themselves, mm-hmm. I don't think we'd have a problem. But with a mix of people and, and machine, mm-hmm. right? I think that there would be a bigger issue than there is already because, you know, some people are unpredictable or Mm. at least when you don't know someone, they're unpredictable. And I don't think a a machine is capable of uh, sensing and predicting that person's uh, movements, right? Without, Without knowing who it is. Well, I mean we don't really know who's driving beside us either when we drive, right? I think the machines are definitely much better at reacting quicker to an unexpected event than a human is, for sure. I think that if you're driving, if a car is driving autonomously at night and a a person steps out uh, 20 meters in front, 
the car is going to stop. The autonomous car is going to stop a lot quicker than the person driving the car is. Right. I mean, I think it depends on the person, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think that either way, there's so much uh, unknown when you drive, right? Right. It, it's a lot to do with the unknown and the people who are around you. And I think that yeah, you have a point when it might be... It would be interesting to see a mixed like road with autonomous cars and like people driving. But I think the reaction mm. time would be faster in an autonomous car. I mean, we're we're rapidly approaching that future. I don't. I so, personally don't like anyone else driving. Like, I don't know about you, but like, not for like against other people's driving like ability. I just feel like I want to be driving. You know, you want to be in control. Yeah, exactly. You know how you know what I mean? Like, you sit in like I, someone's like a shotgun or in the back seat. Like, I wish I was driving right now. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of people with experiences. I'm not gonna name out any names, but yeah, I've been had I've terrible been experiences. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Me too. But like, even when it's not a terrible experience, you just have that like urge that you're like, yo, I want to drive. Like, I wish I was driving right now. Yeah. And I think that again stems from how we grew up idolizing that 16th birthday learner's permit and how like driving is like an adult, you know, like it's it's synonymous with growing up. It is. It's a big part of our generation's life. And I think it will stay that way. But future generations, who knows? Right. So. I think uh, that's where we're going to end off today's episode All right. on uh, on electric cars. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, this was great. Um, we're definitely going to look more into uh, talking more about cars and the future. So this was the first of many episodes. And again, let us know what you guys think. Uh, topic ideas, episode ideas, and we'd love to hear it. Yeah, for sure. All right, this is Cameron signing off. Peace. Take care, everyone. We'll catch you on the next one.